Hey guys, this is Rick Godwin, pastor of Summit Church here in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we're excited to have you on our podcast. Our goal is to inspire you and to challenge you and help everyone realize their full potential in Christ. Now enjoy the message. If you've got a Bible and you want to track with me or your smartphone, Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, beginning in verse 3. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they're bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. In other words, no place to turn. Verse 9. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and he overtook them, camping by the sea beside Pi-Haheroth and before Baal-Zephon. Verse 13. I'm sure I didn't say those names right. God bless them. But it was near Kerrville in uh, Comfort, Texas. Verse 13. And Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. Verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying unto me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And they did, and the Red Sea parted. So what do you do when you're outnumbered, out-resourced, and out of options? Scripture said they were overtaken. What do you do when you're overtaken by your problems? You're hemmed in, and you have no more options. Well, let me tell you, if you're a believer, you may be overtaken, but you are not forsaken. So you're outnumbered and out of options. What do you do? Well, an option is defined as being something chosen, different pathways to the same destination, or an alternative. America is an option-oriented society. We want options on everything. If we're going to buy a car, we want options. If we buy insurance, we want options. If we have a medical issue, our first question is, well, doctor, what are my options? Do I, do I have, is it medicine or surgery or both? We all want options. Anybody but me want, I like options. Our human flesh loves options. I don't want to run out of options, but you do occasionally. However, the word opportunity means circumstances that are favorable for a purpose to be accomplished. Beautiful. So an opportunity means a good chance to advance yourself, a good moment to accomplish something. So with God, when you run out of human options, you always have a hidden divine opportunity, an opportunity for circumstances to be favorable for a purpose to be accomplished. When you have no options, that can become, at that moment, your divine opportunity. Sometimes we run out of options, but we never run out of opportunity with God. Never. Just as Israel had come out of Egypt and were headed to the promised land, they came to a place they were outnumbered, out-resourced, and out of options. 
See, our enemy, Satan, delights in shutting down options in your life so that we throw in the towel, we quit, we give up. But when you run out of options in any area of your life, it presents you with an opportunity to experience God like never before. It's a bit scary, but it's quite rewarding. Now, you may have run out of options, but somewhere in your circumstance is the hidden opportunity to see God's power revealed in your life. I'll bet you, watching online, in this room, some of you today are like Moses in Israel. The Red Sea was in front of them, mountains on the left and on the right, and the army of Pharaoh charging from behind, overtaking them. And in that moment, brother, you have no options, but you always have a divine opportunity because when you can't go forward or left or right, when the doctor can't do anything, when the banker can't help you out, when the lawyer can't do anything, it's in those moments you suddenly realize it's not going to be by might or by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Occasionally, he likes to jump in and get glory when you can't do it. You can't fix it. You don't know enough. You don't have enough. There aren't any options. But it's an opportunity for me to pray, to fast. It's an opportunity for me to go to God's Word and find some answers in Scripture. It's an opportunity for me to seek God's face and His presence. And when I don't have any visible options, I always have divine opportunity. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, not judgment, grace, to obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. You know, sometimes we get in a mess we created. Maybe we did something wrong and we're caught. Maybe it's something outside of anything I had anything to do with, but it doesn't matter. When you come before God, it's the throne of grace and mercy and help in time of need. Don't you ever draw back afraid to go see dad because you, did, you blew it. He's a God of mercy and a God of grace. Now, when you've got too many options, you begin to think, I don't need divine opportunity. I got options. See, God led Israel into a supposed trap, not to trap Israel, but to trap Pharaoh and his army. So when God is going to do something powerful in your life, the opportunity will work out for you. Now, many of you feel frustrated because you don't see any options. Nothing's happening. Nothing's opening up. Doors stay closed. And what you thought would happen hasn't happened. And it's frustrating. But when you have options, you're in control. But when you run out of options, God gets in control. Yeah. And I know my flesh loves options too. You mean all I have is God? Yeah. yeah. And I promise you that's enough. But last, he's the last one week. Well, I guess it's all come down to, it's just God now. Like poor old God. Yeah. And when you reach a point where you're being overtaken by the enemy, you're not being forsaken by your God. God is now going to show himself strong on your behalf in probably unusual ways. 
It says, Pharaoh overtook them by the Red Sea. Now, I don't know about you, but that set my hair on fire. This is a moment you got to go to God. It's a moment you get desperate. I mean, you don't have a snowball's chance in Gehenna. That's hell for some of you. (laughs) That's when you get desperate. That's when you don't care what anybody thinks. You cry out, God, I've got to have a miracle. I need a divine opportunity. Well, that's what happened to the man in Mark chapter 2. His four friends, God bless them. I hope you have friends like this. They tried to get their sick friend to Jesus. They heard he was at a summit small group. And the owners of the home that had the small group are in an HOA. And the homeowner's people are all calling because traffic's blocked up on their road. There's too much noise coming from the house. And nobody can get in. You can't get in the front door. You can't get in the back door. You can't get in a side window. The crowd was too big. So they just tore the roof off. Because when you don't have any options, you always have a divine opportunity. And you've got to be willing sometimes to look foolish. Sometimes, yeah, I'm sorry, sometimes you'll have to have somebody lay hands on you and anoint you with oil. Crazy as that seems, yes, you might in all your dignity. See, sometimes to take advantage of a divine opportunity, you have to take a risk. You have to override normal protocols and what people consider normal and say, God, I am desperate for you. I can't go to the left. I can't go to the right. I don't have anybody else to look to but you. And God said, that's what I've been waiting on. I'll turn this into a divine opportunity. See, when you reach that point, when you're outnumbered, out-resourced, and out of options, then you step into the dimension where God can lead you now. See, God can lead you now because you're willing to be led because you don't have any more options. None of us like to come to a place where we can't fix it, where we don't have options. Moses was told by God, tell the people to go forward. And I imagine Moses said, wait, go forward? What are you talking about? There's a Red Sea. There's mountains on every side of us. The enemy's coming up behind us. And you're telling us to go forward into an obstacle, into unseeming impossibility. How can I do that? Well, if you want an answer, God says, challenge the obstacle. If you want an answer, go forward. Don't allow the obvious, what you're looking at, to overwhelm you. Walk into it in faith. Walk into that addiction. Charge it. Say, I am coming against you. I am not afraid. Whether I have a setback or not, I am going to get my deliverance. I'm going to walk into that Red Sea challenge. You walk into that problem that seems impossible and say by faith, I am not fearful. I am not afraid. I walk by faith and not by sight. See, you take a chance. You risk. You're even willing to look foolish at times. Moses, in that desperate moment, held the rod out over the Red Sea, and that sucker parted. And they walked across on dry land. But notice, it wasn't until all options were off the table, that God got involved and turned it into a divine opportunity. See, when we start talking, I don't see any way out of here. I don't know what, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't fix it. There's no escape. We're done. And God in heaven must laugh. 
and it's so bad. We say, all we have left, honey, is God. Oh, poor pitiful God, like some orphan child, as though God is unable to handle our problem. The one who spoke the world into existence, the one who raised the dead and walked on the water, he's in this room today. He is the way maker. He's the mountain mover. He's the miracle working God. He's the light shining in the darkness and nothing is impossible with him. Now, if you believe that, give him a little praise shout right out here in the house. I believe that. Once you stop looking around, you start looking up. And we only look up when looking around hadn't paid off, isn't working. We want to escape, but God wants us to experience. We want to get out, but God wants us to go through. And when you reach that point where you run out of options, most people turn to God. You know why <coughs> multitudes of people are so careless in their commitment to God? I'll go to church on Christmas or something, or, well, I'm busy right now. They got too many options. See, the world offers you options. Success will give people, uh, success has destroyed more people or taken them out of the will of God than failure ever has. Because now I got options. I got money. I can make choices. I can do things the average guy can't do. I got options. I've got connections. I can pull strings. I can, and guess what? As long as you got those options out there, you and God are not being connected because you got options. The reason Jonah was able to hire a boat and go where God didn't send him was because he had options. He had some money and he could make a choice and run from the will of God. Options. But Jesus never gives you a bunch of options. He just says, follow me. I'm not giving you a brochure on what this trip's going to look like. You just follow me wherever I go. And if I lead you through a valley, you walk in that valley and praise me. And if I take you through a fiery furnace or a lion's den, you trust me. And if I take you to a mountain, praise me there too. Your job is follow me and trust me. Hey, gang, there is a miracle worker in this house today, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And when you have too many options, you don't usually turn to the Lord. So I need probably to tell somebody today who doesn't actually need the Lord, you got a lot of options. You just might run out of options this year because somebody is praying for you and the party is going to dry up and the fun is going to run out and you're going to hit a place of desperation. But thank God you're going to make the greatest discovery you've ever made that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Do you realize most of us, most, wouldn't be in this room today if we hadn't run out of options? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe you can't control the addiction, the rage, the depression, thoughts of suicide, but we serve the one who can set us free. I urge you, call on him. You've tried this, you've tried that, you've had this connection, but Jesus is the answer. Abraham Lincoln once said, I've been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction I had nowhere else to go but to God. That's good. That's when the miracle happens, when you turn it into an opportunity to seek God. Let me take a look, take a look over here at 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A guy named Jehoshaphat. He is the king. He, 
he and his country are being attacked by three confederated armies that have joined forces and they're coming against him. And they've been wiping out all the other nations. No contest. Well, Jehoshaphat is so desperate, he makes this confession in verse 12. O our God, for we have no power against this great multitude coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So Jehoshaphat says, I got no options, Lord. We're outnumbered. We're out-resourced. We're out of options, and we don't know what to do. Ever been there? I, I don't know what to do, but here comes an opportunity. He says after that, but my eyes are upon you. I got no, no options. Lord, help. And God is saying, put your eyes on me. I can deliver you when you can't deliver you. I can fix this problem when you can't fix it. I can do it when you can't do it. Put your eyes on me. Scripture says the entire nation fasted and prayed for three days. They put their choir on the front line Sing and pray. This is an impossible situation, but they're praising out in front. His eyes are upon the Lord. He said, our God is an awesome God. He reigns with power and might. Verse 21 says, they praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And sometimes in that desperate moment, it's good. Just, just cry out and praise him. Bless his name. Did something about him that you remember from church one Christmas when you went. And when they did, when they did, God sent angelic forces into the enemy's camp and destroyed every one of them. It took three days, Scripture says, to gather up all the spoil. Well, that's great and exciting, but notice, it didn't happen until Jehoshaphat was out of options. See, what you can't beat, God can beat. And he'll wait till you run out of options. You know, Ishmael is the product of Abraham running out of options. Well, God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. He's not the father of anybody. So his wife hatches a plan and says, well, how about taking my housekeeper? Abraham thought, well, she looks pretty good. And after all, my wife is suggesting it. <laughs> yeah, right. Fat chance of that, Randy, huh? uh, Cindy. Yeah. Anyway because he couldn't make it happen at his age. He, he chose another option, and the world is reeling because of it to this day. And when he was out of options, God visited an old man and an old woman in a tent. We need to get a retreat there. Where, I don't know where it was. Maybe a t travel agent here can find out where it was. And somehow supernatural, oh, y'all look so religious. And, some, some, sometime in the evening, night, whatever, a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman, something happened. Yeah. yeah. Give me some of that. <laughs> Pour it out, Lord. <laughs> I laugh at that because religious people, just they don't fill in the blanks. They just read, the, read right over that. But that was... That was after he ran out of options. He's done all he knows how to do. He's too old. She's too old. She said, shall I have pleasure again with my, with my husband? There are no options. And it's, that's when God steps in and does the impossible and produces a miracle child. Running out of options is a chance for God to show himself strong on your behalf. 
to show you it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. I may not have any options, but I've always got the anointing. And when you run out of stuff outside of you, you turn to what you have in you. Greater is he in me than he that's in the world. The greater one is more powerful in me than the obstacles out there. And sometimes believers don't look for what's inside until they get desperate outside. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now a certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years. Verse 26. And she had suffered many things from many doctors. She had spent all she had. Her copay was extinguished. Couldn't use it anymore. All she, all she had done and all she had paid made her no better, but she only grew worse. That's called running out of options. She had gone to doctor after doctor, and it only got worse. But here comes her divine opportunity, verse 27. But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and grabbed his garment. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately, knowing power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Verse 29, and immediately the fountain of her blood dried up, and she knew in her body she was healed of her affliction. That's a great story. However, it did not happen as long as she had options. As long as she had the doctors, as long as she had the copay, Social Security, Medicare, as long as she had options, she, she wasn't doing, doing well at all. But when she ran out and went to Jesus, he says, watch what I can do. And she was healed instantly, but only when she was desperate. And she broke protocol, being a woman in the Old Testament. She didn't care what his entourage thought or bodyguards thought. She was willing to look foolish, and she got her miracle. Now, I close with this. Luke 15, the prodigal son goes to his father and says, give me my inheritance. And the father did. And the son goes out, spent everything he had. And when he had lost all of his money, then he lost all of his friends, and now he's eating pig food, he discovered, I'm out of options. Nobody will even help me. He says, but in my father's house, there's bread enough to spare. So I will go forward. I will arise and go to my father. And when he did, he got the miracle of restoration from his dad. When he realized he was out of options, I don't have any friends, I don't have any money, I don't get invited to any parties now, no place, I've got nothing. But watch, divine opportunity. But I will arise and move towards my father. And when he did, the father ran towards him, threw his arms around him. That's the power of good news. That's the power of our gospel. I thought about Samson and how he squandered his, his call in God, his power, and his opportunity. And he had his eyes plucked out. He has head shaved. He's now blind and bound in change. But something happens. When the Philistines brought him into the temple of Dagon, he told the little boy guiding him around, because he's blind, put my hands on the pillars of the temple. In Judges 16, 
Verse 29, it says, And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his left, the other on his right. Verse 28, Then Samson called out to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me one more time, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And the power of God hit him as he pushed those two pillars. And when he did, the entire temple collapsed. And scripture says, he killed more in his death than he did in his life. Think about that. He destroyed more of the enemy when he was out of options than when he had all of his options. Because what you face when you run out of option is a divine opportunity. And folks, some of you this morning and those watching online, you may be as low as you can go. You've tried to change. You've tried this. You've tried that. Nothing has worked. But here's the answer. Jesus is always the answer. And whatever your desperate situation might be, whether it's physical, provisional, financial, or emotional, why not look to Him? Why not say, God, I need your help. I'm out of options. I've got no strength, but I will go forward trusting you. I'm facing the problem, but I am focusing on you, O Lord God. As Joshaphat said, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. And in that desperation, God hears from heaven and God steps in with divine opportunity. Remember, God is never, ever out of opportunity. You can run out of options, but God never runs out of opportunity. He holds all power, all might. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow me by visiting the links in the description. I'm praying today that God richly blesses you this entire week.